Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, this morning, Speak to our hearts, affect our lives, change us, our attitude, our behaviors. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We're preaching on tithing. I want to continue from Malachi chapter 3. Started last Tuesday, Malachi chapter 3. How tithers open the heavens over their lives. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. The Bible says that bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. There will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to test. The important thing here we're trying to study and, and, and make it applicable to our lives is where the scripture says, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will open the windows of heaven for you. Are you with me? I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will open the windows of heaven for you. The Bible says that if you bring in all the tithe, I stated on Tuesday that there's a reason why the Bible says all the tithes. So you see that it's not just one tithe. All the tithes. All the tithes. It's not one tithe. So if you pay one tithe, and people don't pay tithe. People don't tithe. Pastors don't tithe. Tithe is not important to people who call themselves pastors. Because it's the first thing you do when you are increased by God. You see, it, it, is, it is a setting recognition. A setting awareness. A setting awareness. A setting light must go on in your eyes, in your life. That is what changes your attitude. Are you with me? I remember when I was growing up, I had a party, small, few people party. And a friend of mine, we had a lot of, a few drinks, you know, we were students, didn't have money, so the best drink was high wine. I mean, it's cheap. You get drunk faster. So you don't need to waste your time and buy cases of whatever. 
So this, my friend, you know, came to the party and um, he, he drank, he drank quite a good volume of, of um, a good volume of, of, of high wine. A good volume of high wine. And so he got drunk. He vomited. And from that day, he decided he would never drink alcohol again. You, you, you understand? And that, that's, that's what I'm saying. In, in life and in everything you do, you have to pray for revelation. You have to pray that God will open your eyes. Without a certain awareness, when you are doing things or whatever you are doing, you do it with a certain ignorance. Should I say it again? If you don't ask God, our problem is that we think we know. We are comfortable with who we are and what we know. We, there is nothing like I am missing anything. That attitude, that behavior doesn't push you in life. But there are so many things that all of us don't know. So many things. And if you are not going to make it your passion, your conviction, your, 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 what, your aim to make sure that anything that you are getting yourself to, into, you know 100%, if not 95% of that. If you don't do that, you enter into things in life and you will not, you will not benefit. When the Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. It's a secret. Many people migrate because they don't have the secret to the good of this land. People are coming in. They are building hotels. They are building a Marriott Bonvoy, if you know Marriott Bonvoy, as a small, um, small size of Marriott, on the new uh, Mandela to um, Eccles Road they have made. They are building a hotel on the side there. They are going to build another Marriott at the airport. Marriott Airport Hotel. Then Hyatt, one of the tallest hotels in Trinidad, is also coming on Claybrick Road in Providence, where Marseille and um, uh, Amazonia Mall is at. Who is going to come and stay in all these places? People are coming to the country. You just don't know. British Airways is, is starting direct flights from Georgetown to, I'm sure, Gatwick from, I think, next year, 2023. They've already started selling tickets. Who is going to come here? You sit down and see. So people are coming in into a country where people have run away from. That there's nothing to do. The problem is that as you were growing up, you never found God and, and, and ever tried to find what I can do to prosper. I, I have several friends in Ghana. They don't travel. They, they, don't, they don't like to stay abroad. They can travel anytime they want to travel. And when they are traveling, they travel with wife and children. 
Do you want know it means to travel with wife and children? You buy a ticket for yourself. You buy a ticket for your wife. You buy a ticket for your two children to go on vacation in Miami. One month and return. And as, as you're going on vacation, they are leaving behind a house, two cars, and a business. So, when you say you love God, you want to follow God, you have to be very careful. Because your ignorance and your disrespect and disregard actually works against you. God will not look at your face and say, you are exempted. There's nothing like that. Then everybody will be exempted. Everybody will misbehave. Bible says, have you seen any man diligent in his business? Have you seen anybody who is very diligent? The diligence comes from, it's a scripture, the diligence comes from, the diligence comes from the fact that the person understands what they are doing. (laughs) Do you see a man diligent in his business? I know what the New Living Translation says. Have you seen anybody who is very... Is that, is that it? I want the New Living Translation of Proverbs. Have you seen somebody who is diligent? Who is serious? Who takes his words serious? Do you see any truly truly competent workers. Competency. Your ability to do what is at stake. Competency. Your ability to be able to handle what has been given to you. The Bible says, have you seen anybody who can do those things? They can handle what they are supposed to do. See a man who is diligent in his business, the thing that he has been assigned, the thing that has been given to him, have you seen somebody who is very serious, he understands what he's doing? If, 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 you, if you sell food, if you sell food, and you want to prosper, that's the way you behave. You see, I said it in a meeting yesterday. I, I don't think many of the people who come to this church are serious to prosper. Those who are serious to prosper, you go and see them at the Ministry of Housing at 4 a.m. They are fighting for it. They don't stay in the room and sleep. Because nothing is dropping from the heavens. When you say you are a Christian, you want to come to church. You have to educate yourself about that kind of thing. Because you can easily be somebody that God doesn't want to look at. God is not your friend sitting next to you to tell you that I'm not happy with you. So you will easily walk on that road for a long time. You may easily not even understand you see the manifestation of God's unhappiness in how you don't progress in life. 
after all the church you come to, after all the offering you give, after all the tithe you pay. You have to keep yourself away from I know. I know. This is how it is supposed to be. I know it. You don't know. Tell your neighbor you don't know. You have to push yourself to know everything. Is there something I don't know today? Is there something I can learn today? Is there something, something extra I can do today? But you see, we, we, we get into a certain mood and that's the mood I, I came to confront this morning. Where we just go with the flow. There's no confrontation. There is no, nobody is serious or, or even angry that something is not in place. Everybody's okay. That's why I look different. That's why I come over as, as somebody different. It's because you are, you, you are in the worst state. That's why I look different. What I'm doing is the normal thing to do. Because I understand what it is. I, I know God. I understand God. And I try to improve every day. But this behavior here, so You will not go far. That's how some of your relationships don't work. That's how some of you don't have money ever. And nothing happens for you. Your attitude to life. Life doesn't respond to laziness. Life doesn't respond to the attitude that many of you show. Many of you will go to work late. That's why you come to church late. If nobody wakes you up in the morning, you, you will not even wake up. You don't understand life. At your age, you have to wake you up before you get up in the morning. You are not serious in life. It's that, that's, you see, when you bring that to God, the devil smiles because he's, the devil is smarter than you. <laughs> that's why many of you don't do well in Christianity because the attitude you have in your life, when you, come, when you choose to come to church, the devil takes you on. And you don't survive because you, you, even in the world, you, it's, so, it's so pathetic a situation you find yourself inside. In the same way, when it comes to tithing, you have to understand why do I tithe? What is the benefit of tithing? So that you can do it and do it well. Oh, everybody should pay tithe. No, you have to come. Pastor, Bishop, please explain this tithing to me because I want to understand it so that I can practice it. I am willing to learn. I'm open. Please show me how, what it is. And I will show you, you take it obediently and then you do it. Not challenge. Because if you want to go for it, you don't challenge. Just if you know that, you won't come and ask. If you come and ask, then you don't challenge. If you have a better idea, they don't come and ask for anything if you have a better idea. So the Bible talks about tithing and all, all your tithe. And God knows that he gives us money. He gives us things. He increases us. He gives us. God, gives, God takes care of us so much. We are just the ones who do not recognize what God does for us. And so the Bible says, bring all 
the tithes. Bring all the tithes. Bring all the tithes. Bring all the tithes. Oh. Oh. Yesterday I was having a business meeting with my pastors. You realize that people don't bring all their tithes. Oh yeah. If pastors are behaving like that, I wonder what about the people in the church. If I call you right now and I bring up your tithe records and then we compare it to your bank statement. I said we compare it to your bank statement. Your savings book. And then we, we, we bring your life in total. The box that you are, you, are, you are contributing to. The thing that you are paying for. If we bring all those things in relation to the tithe that you have in the envelope that you say is your tithe. We will see that you are lying. <laughs> and it is, it is like that because you don't understand. You've entered into something that you don't understand. And you think you understand. And you are deceiving yourself. And you are losing. And you don't even know. Who loses if you don't stay truthful and, 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 and honest with God? Who loses? It's you that who loses. You lose. It's you who loses. It's amazing how we think we are smart. I said, if you like, if you will be honest, check all the things you use your money for. And then check the amount of money you give as your tithe. And see if it's one-tenth of that increase. It definitely is not. It is definitely not. If you look at the money you have and the tithe you have given, it does not correspond. It does not correspond. So you realize that you are not bringing all the tithes. You are bringing what you want to bring. Why do we do that? Because we don't understand tithing. And that's why I said a few seconds ago that try to understand what you are doing. You have to understand why should I give my life to Christ? Because if you don't do that, there's a place called hell. We should, we, should, we should ask questions and find out, why is this like this? Why is this like that? Why? Please explain it to me. I want to learn. And we only explain it to people who want to learn. Not people who want to assess whether it makes sense or not. So because of our lack lack in understanding of tithing. That's how we don't bring all. But if you, if you understand tithing, no matter how the month looks, you will close your eyes and speak to yourself and say, you know what? This money is not for my light bill. And if my light has to be disconnected, so be it. What I've learned in life is the things that you are not afraid of, those are the ones you conquer. 
the things that you are afraid of that, oh, because of this, I won't do this. They conquer you. So you are afraid that your, your, your light will be disconnected. What do you need light for? You, you go to work from 8 to 5. <laughs> you don't sleep with light. Cold water, you can buy it at a traffic light. $100. It's less elect- a GPL money. Less, yeah, $100 is less. Let them freeze and, and give you to buy, to, to drink. But because we say we want to preserve, say, I don't want my light to be disconnected. So then let me use my tithe to pay my light bill and the next month I'll double it up. Without actually hearing God say, yes, you can go ahead and do that. On top of your, your, your that bad behavior, you also didn't he allow God to tell you, okay, Pastor Godfrey, it's okay, take part and pay light bill and give me my tithe next month. You didn't, you didn't hear from God. You have somebody's money that you have to give to the person. Then you're going to use the money without the person's approval. It's because you don't know how the person misbehaves if you don't give them their money back. You have not seen the, the, the misbehavior of the person when you spend your money. That is why you are using your money without your permission. <laughs> what it means to take something that belongs to somebody else. You don't even know who the thing belongs to. And you want to tell the person. So that's how we behave with tithing. The Bible says the tithe is mine. But we don't, we don't agree. We don't believe it. So once it is part of our money, we say it is ours. Then we try to now do all kinds of calculations and all kinds of things with the tithe. And let me tell you, when we do that, it doesn't count anymore. There's no God who will bless you for the way you treat the tithe. You, you, you take a, a lady and buy her clothes and I tell her that. You don't say thank you when I buy you things. If you get a decent girl, she will never take anything from you again. It's only me, I buy things for you. You never buy nothing for me. If you have a decent girl, a good decent girl that I know, will never take anything from you again. Because you don't know how God feels. You don't know his opinion about how you treat the tithe. If you have to read the Bible and understand, study tithing and, and the effects and the results of people who treat the tithe anyhow. If you read the Bible and get understanding, you will set up. But you don't read your Bible also. After today, you never read your Bible. And these days that we're even giving you Bible on the screen. You don't even have a Bible anymore. And you will never find out. So you'll be coming to the church ignorant with attitudes and behaviors. You even think that the pastor is a problem. Because he's reading and you don't read. So you don't understand the gap. But you, 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 you make the gap look like somebody is bad or wrong. When you are the one who has created a large gap. And you are behind When you tithe, the scripture says there's something called the windows of heaven. 
Now, windows just don't open for breeze. That's how people have grills on their windows. That's a windows in Guyana. It will never bring you anything better. Even breeze does not even pass through the window. Ah! Especially the one in the toilet. No way. If those windows open for you, please say thank you. I don't want it. No blessing comes into it. You see, if you go close to the window of a toilet and it opens to you, what, what, what comes into your life? It's a smell that comes into your life. Yeah? If you happen to get close to a window to somebody's kitchen and they are cooking, You'll be hungry all of a sudden. The Bible says that it is so with the Lord. There is something called the windows of heaven. So just as windows open and give orders and give whatever, the window of heaven also is spoken of in the Bible when you tithe. The Bible says that if you tithe, if you bring all, if you have not brought all, you don't qualify for this. Can you tell your neighbor that? If you have not brought all, you don't qualify for, the, for, for this op- windows of heaven to open for you. <laughs> Some people wonder why they've been paying tithe and they've not seen their way. Because the tithe is not all the tithe. <laughs> it's not all the tithe. You see, some people are even so bold enough that they give less than the tenth. You you are ignorant. (laughs) And you walk in poverty. You can't blame anybody. Bring it all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. And he says that, and I will do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open my windows, the windows of my house, just as you go close to a restaurant, you open the windows, you, you smell something. You go next to a toilet, you smell something. He says, my, can you imagine what comes out of heaven's windows? You can only imagine. He says that I will open the window. So, so the first point I, I mentioned last Tuesday is that tithes, when you tithe, when you tithe, what you do is that you cause the heavens to be opened over your life. I spoke about how when we were younger, people used to pour urine. People used potty. Potty, you know, they, they would pee inside in the night. In the morning, they won't go and throw it out. Then a boy will come and take their uh, a girl child and he'll be at the back of the house and they'll be susuing, they'll be talking and they'll be touching each other. They said, the mother will take the potty full of urine and will throw it on them. You don't experience that here, so you don't respect people's girl children. Mommy, all right. Your mother even allows you to bring your, your, your idiot boyfriend into the house. <laughs> Son in law, foolishness. That's why that's the thing we want to bring in a church. So Titus caused the heavens to, to be opened over their lives. So can you imagine when the heavens are opened over your life? I, I describe it as a spotlight. 
that you're on stage and the light that is on is only on you. That's what happens to people when they tithe. Number two this morning and I'm closing. Tithers cause the heavens to be opened over their lives and the open heavens means that blessings are poured out on them. So the windows open. But then the next question is, what comes out of the windows? In this case, it's blessings that comes out. And I know all of us, we need blessings. You see, blessings are different from what you work for. Hard work is not the same as blessings. One day I was listening to prophet and he was explaining something. He was preaching in South Africa. And he was saying how, um, he was talking about honor. And he was saying that for many of the, many, many pastors, what they do or, or some of the practices that pastors do or churches do is that they give the pastor a good salary so that he doesn't have any need. Or, I mean, good, good salary. Right? And like, that is all. So he was, he was speaking and saying that a good salary is not the same as people in the church moved by God to give you offerings. There's a difference in that. Because as for the money, at the end of the month, whether you, do, whether you preach or not, whatever you do, you get your salary. Salary is different from when people give you offering. And, and for some of us, when we were growing up, we didn't understand it. So, when you want to give us something, we feel bad about it. You say, oh, I mean, it's just like I begging or something. I don't want, to, want them to feel like I begging. All of us went through that psychological <laughs> problem. Because when you work for your own money you, and you are proud, it's very difficult for somebody to come and give you an offering for you to take it and, and say thank you, God bless you, because I don't need your envelope. That's me own big man. But we learn and we understand and we grow up to understand that. That is even more of a blessing because who can tell somebody to take their money and come and give it to you? When they also want to, they need money, they, they want to use their money. It, it takes a, a higher power to override a person's desire to spend their own money on themselves to come and give it to you. That's a blessing. So salaries as against somebody giving you an envelope, giving you an offering, it's completely different. And you see that around. You see, sometimes you see pastors, churches. Sometimes what the church is doing is a, is a pastor and his wife whose money are in the church, not the church members. Hallelujah. So the, 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 the windows of heaven opens. And then what comes out? Lo and behold, is blessings. That is what happens when somebody gives their tithe. Pay their tithe. Blessings. The windows of heaven open, number one. And number two, blessings come out. So, if you don't tithe, you don't experience this. Eric, are you there? If you don't tithe, you don't experience Number one, the windows of heaven opening over your life. And number two, blessings coming out of the windows. Remember I said, you can work for your money, but it's different from when God blesses you. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, it's good to work for your money. It actually makes you proud. And when you get money from somewhere, it makes you humble. The Bible says God likes the humble people and he fights the proud people. So working for yourself and earning your own money, you become somebody that God has to fight. Whereas those who are, are almost like depend on others to take care of them are humble because that state is the state where you, 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 you have, don't have anything. <laughs> That's when God wants to bless a man of God. He says, leave everything and come full time. Come and depend on the offerings. I know you went to school. I know you're a businessman. I know you can end this. You can end that. You have ideas. You can do this. But I want you to come as if you don't have any idea and sit down and let the offerings come. That comes. Let the offerings take care of you. It's a very humble place to be. It's a place that God gives grace also. You're working. You don't have time to come to church. It's pride. You are, you, are, you are generating pride in your life. You are generating things that you can see. Like the, the king, that, that king who said, all these neighborhoods, all these things, I have been able to achieve them. There's no God element in it because all of it has been your hard work. And so it's very difficult to even walk away from such things. When you get things humbly, it's very easy to walk away from it because you know you didn't do anything for it. And therefore, if it is going away, it is not a problem because you can't remember how you were punishing to save money for that thing. Because you didn't save no money for that thing. It was given to you. Joel. (laughs) I hope you understand what I'm saying. When you work hard for something... It be, it be, that, that's why we put grill on our houses and all those things. I have put grill in my house where I think grill must come. There are some places I said, if you want to climb this house and come through this window, you are invited. You are invited. The one that is easy that I think that, oh, you can just, I, I put a grill there. Not to, not to, not to encourage you. But there are, not to tempt you. <laughs> because when you open my windows, I'm sure I also have some things in, in my house. <laughs> But there, there are some that, when I stand and I say, ah, who want to climb this window? I say, okay, if you want to climb, then you climb. I, I'm not going to spend money and put grill. I don't have grill on my front door. Why? Am I in jail? If you want to come to my house and thief, come and thief. Yes. You see, when you do those things, you, 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 you get a lot of disappointments in life. When people break into your house, your, your, your life comes crumbling down. Bishop! Bishop! Thieves! Take you out of my TV. I ain't even finished paying for the TV from court. I don't have TV in my house that I'm paying for it. If you thief it, it's okay. If you thief it, I'll use my tablet. <laughs> it's a smaller TV. <laughs> you see how you don't have time to watch TV but you've got a big TV in your house yeah. 
And then you are praying nobody comes with T-Fit. When somebody comes with T-Fit. But God, I thought you said you protect me. God, God. God does not protect something he didn't give you. He protects only things he gave you, not what you worked for. I said, you should pay attention. You should learn and understand the things you are doing because you do things out of ignorance and, and, and it will hurt you at the end of the day. Singing. What does it mean to sing? How should I behave as a singer? In the church? I shouldn't tell you anything. When I speak, then it means that you are ignorant. That's why I'm speaking. You must educate yourself about how, what does it mean to mount this stage? You see, many people don't know what is on this stage. That's why you come on this stage anyhow. You can come and go. And some people can come and they will not go the same. Because of a certain understanding. The windows of heaven opens. And then out of the windows, blessings are poured out, not urine. Those things come to humble you. And after a while, you understand that there is not much you can work for as compared to what God can give you. That you don't work for. But you are afraid. Because you are afraid of stepping into that faith world because fear and the fear has overpowered you. You can't let it go. Jonas is here. Oren has an interview in, in, he came from Letter. I was having a meeting with pastors. They, normally they think that they are very fast so they don't have to come. This time, I don't know who told them that they should come. So all of them came. You get it. Now he has an interview in Letham on Friday with a very big, reputable organization. But he skipped the interview to come to Georgetown to have a meeting with me yesterday. He says that the interview, when he goes back, the people say he can come back for the interview. If you want me, you take me. If you don't want me, it's okay. I don't need your job to survive. <laughs> but you're afraid. You come and say, Bishop. Carrie, come say, as you come for the interview. So, should I come to the meeting or should go for the interview? Your mother's sponge. That's what I'll tell you. You know what you want. Don't come and don't come and don't come and test me. Don't don't come and look for something from my mouth. That's what some of you do. You know what you want to do already, but you want me to be the fool to tell you something. They say, "Oh, the the bishop. Mm, this is how he is." If I know your mother name, I would have called her name and say her sponge. <laughs> And when you do that, you will never overpower the ability to step into faith. 
You see, you're afraid that when you don't do it, something will happen. But nothing will happen if you do it. That's what you don't know. God will never tell you that nothing will happen. if He wants to see whether you believe him or not. <laughs> yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, if it is God who's bringing you that blessing, nobody can take it away from you. If, if, if it goes away from you, it's not God who's bringing it. And it's not for you. Try it and see. Try it. When you are stuck between two things, church or personal, church or something, just take out fear and step into the church world. You will see what God will do for you. Stand to your feet. My time is up. Hallelujah. If you die right now, you will not make it to heaven. Don't be deceived. You just don't walk in here, sit down and go out, sit down and go out and think that everything is okay. Everything is not okay until you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're here today. Maybe somebody invited you for the first time. You say, Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to give my life to God. If you're here like that and you acknowledge that it is not just coming in and going out, but coming in and giving yourself. If you can realize that, if you can recognize that, it is not by coming and going, it is by coming and finding out what do I do to be affected by this place and what is here. The, the answer to that question is that God is here and God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants to come into your heart. God wants to be in your life. If only you give him a chance. There's so many things he will show you. Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you're here like that, just your right hand. Your right hand up high. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Just your right hand up high. Your right hand up, up, up high. Bishop, please pray for me. I want to be saved. When you die, you will not be shy anymore when you die. When you are burning in hell, Nobody will sympathize with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. The moment is now. The time is today. Do not harden your heart. You don't know when you will die. Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, just your right hand. Those who look at people, those who think about people before you make a decision, you die and go to hell. That will be you. Bishop, I'm, today I want to give my life to God. Please, my right hand is up. God bless you, my, my friend. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. 
Come, let me pray for you. Come. Clap for my friend as he comes. God bless you. 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 Come for him. He's my friend. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. God bless you. Wow. What's your name? John. John T. John T. That's like a double name. What's your name? John T. What's the last name? Merchant. John T. Merchant. Wow. Hey. What those? Okay. Wonderful. Close your eyes. I'm going to pray with you. Church, everybody close your eyes. John T. has decided to allow God to come into his life and to affect him and to change him, to make him a child of God. John T., pray this prayer with me. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe Jesus raised from, was raised from the dead. I believe he's alive. Jesus, I believe you are alive. And I come to you just as I am. Take my life control of my life. Make me your own child. Change me. Affect me. Make me a better person. From this day onwards, I know I am saved. I know I am born again. And I know my name is in the book of life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for John T. Thank you for his life. Boldly, unreservedly, he lifted up his hand. He said, I need Jesus. I pray, Lord, the rest of his days, you walk with him. He needs you. He can't do and survive and live without you. Lord, never depart from his life be his companion and his company. Hold his hand in this life and walk him through the path of righteousness for your name's sake. I pray that Lord he will love you like no other. His heart will completely be for you all the days of his life. And that you raise him up to become a wonderful agent of God. Somebody who will affect his generation and his time. May he be planted by the rivers of, rivers of water. May he bring forth his, his fruit in his season. Thank you for his life. A purposeful and a life worth live, living. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592 Six nine one five three zero one.
or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.